had spent, we had already reached like a hundred grand on just construction. Um, that wasn't including tables, chairs, none of that. And I'm like, okay. Um, and I remember sitting outside on the uh, curb right up there and I just broke down and I'm like, I can't do this. I know I spent all this money, but I'm just going to have to just walk away from I can't do it. Um, it was a lot because. Welcome back to the Two Step in the Fair podcast where we tell stories about overcoming Today we have none other than LaDon Matthews in the building. All right, this is LaDon. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. 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 We're going to have a real uh, good conversation today. Okay. Um, but before we get into it, make sure y'all like, comment, and subscribe to the channel wherever you get your podcast from. Um, this interview, uh, actually, well, my first introduction into you was um, one of the most important days of my life, my wedding day. You, right. You uh, helped out with something to be, uh, be the core in there. Um, and actually... Believe it or not, it's been five years. It was five years. It's been five years. Old. July the 29th. It oh, wow. Five. Yep. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. Time flies. Time flies. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, I've been doing uh, podcasting since November of last year. Right. And, um, you definitely were one on my list that I need to, to reach out to and see if you were interested. So I do appreciate you being yeah, here. Yeah, I appreciate you. Um, so let's just hop right into it. Um, okay. Where are you from? Uh, originally, I'm from. Okay, so I was born in Chicago. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not from Chicago. I've only been there a year, okay. and then um, we moved straight to Charleston, mm-hmm. and then came on to Columbia. Okay. Yeah. And then how long? How long you been here in Columbia? Um, I've been in Columbia for about five years. It's been about five years. Okay. So, um, right around the time that we took y'all, you know, for clients is when oh, we were kind of moving. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, what was it like? Well, I know you said you didn't, you don't remember anything from <laughs> Chicago, but could you kind of explain like um, your experience growing up? Yeah. Um. Well, pretty much like I was born, and then a year later we moved to Charleston. Been there a majority of my life. I um, went to uh, Goose Creek High School. Uh, pretty much, I didn't even know what I wanted to do in school at all. Like, I was like, do I want to join the military? Um, I was kind of lost and out there. Like, I don't know what's about to happen. Um, I did a little bit of wrestling here and there, um, for Goose Creek High School. And then, uh, that was pretty much all band, those type of things, um, never anything creative so i was like i don't know how i well i do know how i got to this point but um i guess we'll kind of get into yeah. it <laughs> i mean and i share that similar um background in that i had no idea what i wanted to do right school. um you know get to your senior year and you just know that you're supposed to go to the military or right. college yeah. or get a job yeah <laughs> those, yep. are, those are our main options that that we know of at the time yeah um, so i chose <laughs> I knew that I didn't want to go, you know, full time into work. Right, so right, I went right. To college. Yeah. Um, still didn't know what I wanted to do. No. So you know that that's definitely I definitely know where you 
coming from in that it's just you know if yeah. nobody has that conversation with you then you know we're not thinking about that stuff we're too busy right being kids. right <laughs> yeah and it snuck up on me i remember uh my sister told me pretty much one day she was like i think i was in going to ninth grade and she was like you're gonna look up and there's gonna you're gonna be in 12th grade and you're gonna be like where did all this time go now it's time to be an adult and that's how it happened i was like (laughs) people tell you that you always as a kid you're like yeah i hear you but i don't hear you right and then you know fast forward to being an adult and then a year feels like six months now yeah 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 (laughs) so so i definitely it does come full circle yeah um so at what point did you get into event design uh okay so um pretty much what happened was my sister was getting married and i'm like okay well you know i can help out whatever i need to do um pretty much like the guys all they have to do is get their hair cut get their tuxes and all that stuff but the girls have that you know strenuous process getting hair makeup all that and i'm like well i can help you um what do you need help with and she's like well can you help um it was a lady from my church decorating. She was like, can you help decorate? And I'm like, I mean, okay, I'll just follow whatever. And so ended up doing that. Um, then like family and friends and stuff start calling and they're like, can you help me do this? Um, I seen what you did for your sister's wedding. And from there, it was like, now strangers are calling. Right. <laughs> I'm like, okay. At this point, I got to make some kind of money <laughs> off of it. It's, it's beyond a, hob- a hobby now because, you know, it's beginning to be a lot. A lot of time, a lot of effort. Um, so I'm like, okay, I got to make some money off of it. So I just turned it into a business. So from, from the point where we're at your sister's wedding to when you decided to, you know, I'm going to have to start charging. Like, what, how long was that? Uh, it was probably, um, so I was, I was still in school when that all happened. However, um, it was still not a plan of mine. This was just something that I did that one time. And then, um, I probably did 20, 30 different events and things for people, creative type things for people. Um, for the church, all of it, uh, vacation Bible school. Um, the church would get free. Later. Yeah, they would. <laughs> Look, I, I can't lie. Yeah, yeah, they they got a lot out of me. <laughs> and I I look back and I'm like, where did I even have all this time? Because I was still trying to work. I was like working like fast food restaurants at the time right. when I was young. And like I don't even remember where I got all this time from. <laughs> and I was spending my own money. That's right. the crazy part. Like, um. People don't realize yeah. how, how much money goes into one event. Right, yeah. And back in the day, it wasn't as bad, but I was still, like, my whole paycheck, because I was living with mom here and there, and um, just, you know, yeah, spending my own paycheck to make other people's events go right. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I got to get paid for it. Um, So about a couple of years after my sister's wedding. Okay. That's what I was thinking about, maybe two or so years before yeah. you made the decision. So how long have you been in the game? Um, been I've been year? in the game, uh, this year will be 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. it was a while. Now, 
that 15 years, all 15 years wasn't me making money, right, but... Right, you know. I'm just talking about <laughs> experience and all, because that's right, what you're Right, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 15 yeah, years about 15 years. Yeah. Okay, that's dope. That's yeah. dope. Um, uh, at this point, um, what's your favorite type of event? Um, hmm, I like the weddings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think it would be more of, like, the easier sounding events, like... Uh, kids parties and stuff but those ones take a lot more work <laughs> believe it or not like is it because they're more personalized yeah they're more personalized um you have to do a lot of research with those ones uh like when i first started doing kids events it was like what's paw patrol right, right. <laughs> so you had to watch episodes and i'm like i'm not into cartoons <laughs> but i'm gonna watch it so that i can kind of know you know is. know where to go with this and um yeah, but weddings, you just kind of go with what they're looking for. It's not, the, the client's not all over the place either because you ask a kid what they want. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. What, are, what would you say are some things um, that people don't know about web design that, that they probably should? Um, The cost. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the cost, and I know you know, like just being, you know, um, going through having a wedding and stuff like that. You know, it kind of throws you off a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're like, I didn't realize that flowers cost as much. I didn't realize uh, food cost as much. So when people get, you know, into planning an event, they just have to know that it's it's up there. Well, I think I think we're and I'm I'm guilty of this too. I think we all get caught up in the nice things and the things that we see on social media yeah. or the things that we see um, on a website, right? And not really knowing how much, like you said, how much that really costs. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You can have that, but it's a price tag. That it's comes a price tag. That. Yeah, and you may not be comfortable <laughs> with right. that price tag. Yeah, especially when you talk about event design in particular because that's just one aspect mm-hmm. yeah. and you talk yep. about a wedding you got you got a lot of a lot of things to a consider. lot of small things uh-huh. um sometimes my clients will they'll come in and they'll be like i checked this 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 off the list i'm like well what about ice <laughs> smaller right. things right. like that like you don't even you did you get ice today to you know stock your bar and for drinks and everything like I gotta get that too. Like <laughs> the smallest stuff. Yes. So <laughs> I definitely get that. Yeah. Um, so what what has the experience been like being a male in a predominantly female industry? How how has that been for you? Um, to be honest, it kind of works in my favor a little bit. Um, trying to see if I can compare it to. Okay, um, for instance, there's a couple people that their uh, niche, I'm trying to figure out the best way to put it. Like, okay, African-Americans and country music. Right. Sometimes people are just going to tune in just because they're like, okay, we're not used to seeing African-Americans in country music. Right. You know, so it's kind of like it helped there. Um, but in the beginning, people weren't as... Uh, open with it so they were like okay this guy is doing that you know like you're gonna be able to pull off my yeah you're gonna be able to pull off my event or like 
you know, it was one of those moments because they were used to being like, you know, um, it's, you know, more of the females that are doing it. And I would get calls and they'll be like, well, uh, who are you exactly? Yeah. Like on the phone, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm LaDawn. They're like, oh, okay, well, we'll, we'll see how this goes. But I didn't know it was a male thing. Um, so it's one of those things where you have to prove yourself. But at the same time, after um, they saw the work, it was more like, okay, uh, we can, you know, do this. And now it's one of the things like, okay, it's somebody else is doing it other right. than the same what we see a lot. Of it, so. Okay. Yeah. So it was just a, some initial hesitancy until they saw what you were capable yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was a lot of, like I said, free events, lower cost events, just to kind of get my name out there and prove that I can do it. So, okay. yeah. so did you have um, any tips for anybody um, looking to follow in those footsteps of Event Design? Yeah, um, education. Like when I started doing it, it was nobody out here educating. Um, now we have like workshops and stuff. So um, I even do workshops. Uh, we do probably two a year for other event planners and they can come in, learn floral, learn, uh, you know, the do's and don'ts, uh, just education. Some people jump into it and have no idea what they're doing and they'll charge somebody. Um, contracts. Right. <laughs> yeah, contracts are a big thing. You gotta make sure that you have uh, those contracts with the clients because you are working with them for a year plus sometimes. Right. So you got to make sure that you're providing what you say you're going to provide and they're providing on their end what they say they're going to provide. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Now we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Real Dope Photography is more than just dope photos. It's a celebration of your brand, beauty, and confidence at any stage of your life. Our goal is to capture the greatest moments in your life and the world around you. Visit our website at realdopephotography.com. That's realdopephotography.com. And the real is spelled R-E-E-L. You know, like a real film. Make sure you set up your free consult today. Mention the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast on your booking form in the How Did You Hear About Us section, and you can receive a 20% discount. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Two Stuff in the Fail podcast. Today we have the Don Matthews in the building. Um, just continuing the conversation. Um, explain the importance of attention to detail. Uh, that is so important. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Um, brides, <laughs> brides will come in and they will love everything that you do and notice one thing that you don't do. They will. Um, if they ask you for it, you have to make sure that you're able to provide everything. So writing it down, reviewing it, reviewing it with your team, if you have a team, um, it's really important because you de you never want to mess up somebody's day um, or you don't want to provide them with something that is not um, what they're asking for. 
So you just got to pay attention to detail. It's very important in this industry. Okay. And then with that, uh, I know, know that you talked about a team. Is it, is it, do you need a team at some point? Um, in my opinion, you do, depending on how large your events are going to be. If you're staying small and you think that you can pull it off, um, you know, on your own, I still say you need a team. <laughs> yeah, because um, it can get stressful. Yeah. And, like, when we were loading and unloading our trailers and stuff, um, you know, getting supplies on and off at different venues, uh that was a lot, and I think I've done it a couple times by myself, and was like, I, I can't. Why? Why am I doing this on my own? Like, it's a lot. Yeah, especially here in South Carolina, right? Got to deal with the heat. Because <laughs> we have been out in the heat, rain. We've been out in the snow <laughs> one time, even though we don't get snow like that. We've been out in the snow that one time that we did some years ago. Um, and I can imagine just doing it all on my own. So, yeah, you definitely, in my opinion, need a team. Okay. And then um, with that, I know you mentioned uh, some outdoor events. Do you do you primarily do indoor events now? Or? Yeah. So um, since the pandemic, uh, staffing was an issue, and so uh, as you know, like. The whole world, I don't know what's been going on, but it's just been hard to get staff. Um, and so we were like, okay, well, we'll, we don't want to shut down completely based off of not having enough people. Um, we don't want to overwork ourselves. So what we'll do is um, we'll make it in-house, exclusively in-house for right now, and then we'll open it up back later. So, yeah, once we... Uh, staff up and so from 15 years that's a long time yeah a lot of experience um, is it anything that um, you were doing initially that you do differently now um oh yeah <laughs> um like I said contracts so my very first um paid wedding um or actually the first few we weren't doing anything but like, hey, here's the cash. <laughs> we didn't have contracts. Nobody was really doing that back in the day. Um, we changed that. We now verify stuff. We email. Um, a lot of it was like we call, meet with the person that like a Panera Bread or something like that. And, um, you know, it was a 30-minute conversation. They give us cash in an envelope, and bam, <laughs> done. But now it's like it's more details in um, booking with us because we don't, again, want to mess up somebody's day. Right. So we make sure that we know what they expect out of us and what we expect from them versus just – <laughs> a one-time conversation and bam, we're at your event. Oh, luckily it worked out for us. Um, in the years we were able to, you know, provide what they needed, but it could have went very wrong if we didn't have all that. So, so what, what, uh, in your opinion, is I guess your least favorite about the industry? <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, for me, 
and I'll be, I'm going to just be honest with you. Um, I hate paperwork. <laughs> like, and when people think of event planning or event design and stuff, they don't think about what it takes in paperwork. Like, a majority of it, the easy part now is actually setting up an event. Um, the sending out the contracts, um, the back and forth with emails and stuff, making sure that um, all of their vendors have turned in what they need to turn in. That's a lot. And it can be stressful. Um, luckily, we have different people now that are in those departments doing different things. So it's not like all on me. Um, so we have an event manager now. And she takes care of a lot of the emails. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's a good tip. Just if there's anything that you don't want to do, hire somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And and sometimes that will because I'm more of the go getter now. So I'll um, post and I'll go find the clients and then they'll just do everything else. But sometimes that makes more money in the end because I can focus on getting the client. Yeah. So in the in addition to uh, owning your own event design business, um, you also have some venues. Yeah. How was that process like? Um, it was a lot, and the reason why is because we started on this right before the pandemic, mm -hmm. and when we signed our contracts, um, we got our contractors and um, started paying them. Then the pandemic happened. And I was like, uh, I just paid all this money. I can't get it back. They've already started working on this. Um, it was a lot. And it was it was crazy stressful. But what happened in the end, it kind of worked out in our favor. Um, we were actually able to open right when everything opened back up. So during the time where everybody was in the house, that whole time, contractors were coming in individually, like, you know, a couple at a time working on the building and they were done right when the government was like, okay, we can open back up. Okay, so that, yeah. was, that wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad, but it was a stressful thing just I thinking bet. about it. I'm like... Because at one point, we didn't know when. Yeah, know when yeah. I was like, I still got to pay these bills either way. Like, I've signed a contract. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do if it don't open back up, but it worked out. Yeah. So how many, at this point, how many uh, spaces do you currently have? So we did have three. We shut one down. Um, that was a lot, again, for staffing, trying to go back and forth. Um, now we have the two spaces. So we have um, one that's more intimate and um, holds about 50 people, and then one that holds about 200 people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you, do you have any, any tips for anybody who's looking to have their own event space? Um. Yeah, do your research on everything. Location location was um, really important for us. Um, and just knowing what your county and city regulations are, um, there was some barriers and hurdles that I had to get over with just, you know, uh, Richland County, just making sure that Richland County, yeah, would approve us. And the crazy part about it is they won't approve you until, um, you know, pretty much after you have already started with the construction and everything, everything's passed. So it was like, you can go through this whole process. And this is one thing I didn't know. 
you go through this whole process, build this whole, you know, space from nothing, and then uh, the county can, you know, deny your zoning, and then you're out. <laughs> you're like, what can I do for that? So um, doing the research, making sure, making sure that, um, you know, your county uh, is going to be able to zone you for that area. Um, like they wouldn't put another event space in this area just because they already know it's too much going on now okay. at this point. That makes sense. Yeah. Eliminate the conflict. Right. Yeah. And I didn't do that. I just was like, I'm signing this contract. I'm gonna get these contractors out here. And they were like, uh, I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> and so it ended up working out. Um, and they approved it. So. Yeah. So what what is um, your work life balance like with just having everything going on and still trying to have a life at the same time? Um, it was a lot in the beginning. Mm, I had to come up with a way to balance everything. Uh, so now we close at six o'clock instead of continuing to take phone calls and stuff, which I was doing that in the beginning. Um, it's just like, it's got to cut off so that I can, you know, focus on home life. Um, in the beginning, it was like, go, go, go all the time. Um, there was no time for rest. I would take calls 12 o'clock at night, believe it or not. There'll be people call me and they're like, hey, I need an event space quick or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, let me send you over everything. Now it's like, you got to wait till the next business day. That way that we're not stressed out trying to make sure that we're constantly working. So balancing. I'm sure some of that kind of paid off too. Because uh, initially, when you start anything, you can kind of throw balance out the window because you're yeah. trying to get yourself out. Yeah, and that's what that's what you have to do. Um, honestly, um, and I have another business venture that we're trying to kind of work on right now and i know that i'll do the same thing that i did with this building work around the clock right. just to kind of get it up and then we can kind of chill out yeah um so i know you talk about um just talked about work-life balance um what does it mean what does your family mean to you? uh they mean everything i mean uh, I wouldn't even be doing this, and I honestly feel like it wouldn't have expanded to what it is right now if I didn't have a family. Like, I I probably would be satisfied with the original space that I was, you know, using, um, just because it was enough to, you know, get by. If I if it was a single person, um, I could have got by with just that and being content. But I was like, no, I gotta have something more for later on for my kids and stuff. Um, that way that it's not just a right now thing. It, it's going to, you know, uh, it'll, it will keep making money for, you know, the future, like the children, grandchildren. Makes sense. Yeah. Like that generational wealth. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so what is, what is your favorite part about like just kids being a father? Um, 
learning. <laughs> I'm learning what I guess my parents went through. I'm like, I'm finding myself doing the same stuff that they. <laughs> it's it's sometimes funny. It's like I I say the same things. I'm like, we don't. Do you have McDonald's money? Like, <laughs> I, I caught myself seeing stuff like that. I, you know, catch myself um, just repeating history, what I went through um, with, you know, being a kid. And it's probably one of my favorite things, um, just spending time with them, too. Um, we just came back from uh, vacation, and that was – it was good because I learned a lot about them that I was missing being at work sometimes and them being at school. And it's like you see each other in passing sometimes. So um, spending time is probably one of the most favorite things yeah. about it. Yeah. I can see that. Um, I know for me, uh, obviously we had two kids. In yeah. The beginning and uh, baby Layla, she's, she's three now. And, right. Uh, I think the most rewarding part for me is actually like the love that they have for me. Oh yeah, like yeah. It, you can you can feel it. It's it, right. It's a testament to how present you are. Yeah. Or, and, and nothing can compare to that. For right. Me. Right. Yep. And um, it's crazy you say that because I'm I was I just dropped uh, one of my sons off to go get his hair done for you know school and. We were at Chick-fil-A. We were just eating. And he was just telling me, you know, um, and he's actually adopted. So, um, you know, he was telling me he was about a home that he was in in the past. Not to tell his business, right. uh, but um, a home that he was in in the past. And he used to always tell us, like, he didn't know why he had to leave there or whatever. And he told me today, he was like, I enjoy being here I wouldn't want to be anywhere else oh, and man. so I was like yeah that <laughs> that was like what do you want <laughs> what's coming I know there's something coming out of that but it yeah it's just the same thing about yeah. you know the love and everything you don't always see it but when they when they do express it it's like yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I actually wanted to to, to go back to the event design because I had one uh, more question as far as that was concerned. Yeah. Um, inventory. How, how important is it to kind of keep your inventory up to date? Uh, in this industry is always um, something new. The new trends, the new fashions and everything. Um, we actually have a sale once a year and we get rid of pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. And we start back over, um, you know, because that stuff is obsolete after a year. Sometimes the expiration date on event stuff is so crazy. Yeah. yeah so you might not make back what you spent on it, but we can't use it long. Yeah. People don't want the same stuff that, uh, you know, they had 20 years ago. Um, the lace and <laughs> all those type of things. They don't want that anymore. They want to the new things. So. Um, it's really sense. important, and it's really important to keep it organized too. Mm -hmm. um, our team pretty much comes in Mondays and Tuesdays, and that's all they do: organize mm -hmm. everything from the weekend. So, so what's, what is the process like um, after an event? You gotta 
you gotta do linen sometimes and, and all of that cleanup. Yeah, that's the part that everybody does not see. <laughs> um, so pretty much, I'll start from uh, the night of. Mm -hmm. They break it all down. Um, if I'm here, I assist with it, but usually they we schedule a couple people to come in at the end of the night. They break it all down. Um, they separate it so linen go into like the uh, linen bags chargers and all that stuff go to the sink area to get washed glasses get washed um all the centerpieces like the flowers and stuff get put in their area um and it takes like i said it takes that night of the event and then it takes monday and tuesday just to get it back to you know where it needs to be at so we have um it almost looks like a store and uh we have a couple storages and then we have on-site and off-site storages um and they have carts, almost like a store, putting, you know, restocking and putting everything back. Um, but it takes hours <laughs> and people, right. multiple people. So. That uh, that actually another question popped up, and I know I'm kind of all over oh, the place yeah, at good. the end. But remember, I, was, <laughs> I I'm remembering questions that I originally had that got right. Asked, um, but another one of the questions that I had was um, actually about setup and. Um, do people, I know people really don't understand how much time it takes to set up that time. Mm -hmm. What is, in order for you to do, ideally, mm -hmm. how much time would you need to set up an event? Um, and it, it's going to depend on the amount of people and what the client has. Um, we've had as much as a three-day setup, mm -hmm. and then we've had um, as little as two hours to set up. That's yeah. That's the stress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, listen, we've had some times where I'm like, okay, when we get in here, I need y'all to just go. Yeah. <laughs> so we have um, points and times like when we have two hours to set up. Um, sometimes we're literally behind those doors. And when it's when the last client leaves, because we do switch over, changeovers. So sometimes there'll be somebody in here in the morning and then turn around and there'll be somebody in there in the evening. If we got to switch it out, we have to wait till the last guest leaves, and then we come in, clean the room, flip the room, and we're going. Like that. <laughs> but sometimes it takes three days to install everything. That's, like a larger that's, that's gotta be a huge yeah. It's, <laughs> those are the ones like um, like a lot of the celebrity events take about three days. So we'll be right back after these. Uh, Sponsorships, and when we come back, we'll have your two step of the film. Okay. Built on a passion and love for art, All Things Design is here to create spaces you will love and custom designs and memories that will last a lifetime. All Things Design specializes in event design, interior design, corporate design, custom design projects, and home closet organization. And that's just to name a few. Communication is key. We're here for whatever you need. We'll help you solidify your vision and keep in constant contact until your dream is realized. All Things Design, a step above the rest. Be sure to book at allthingsdesign.org. All right, let's get back, back to the Two Step in the Field podcast. Uh, 
as promised, uh, this part of the show, I like to kind of end on the two step and the fail moment. Basically, a moment where you had to overcome adversity that right. sticks out the most. What would right. that moment be for you? Mm. Uh, so I had to think on this a little bit. Um, this one, there was, there was a couple times, but I'm going to tell you the most, I guess, uh, the one that sticks out for me is going to be pretty much opening up this building. Like I said um, earlier, the venue side, of course, with the COVID and everything, but um, there was a point in time where I had spent all this money. We had spent, we had already reached like a hundred grand on just construction. Um, that wasn't including tables, chairs, none of that. And I'm like, okay. Um, and I remember sitting outside on the uh, curb right up there and I just broke down. And I'm like, I can't do this. I know I spent all this money, but I'm just gonna have to just walk away from, I can't do it. Um, it was a lot because uh, county was down our backs about certain stuff and there was uh, stuff coming back like, no, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. You have to have, um, you know, uh, whatever. It's just like regulated stuff. And I'm like, I was not expecting it. Um, and I sat there and I was just like, I can't do it. Um, and then... I realized I'm like, I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this for other people. We've got people booked here already. We were in the middle of construction and um, people had already booked for, you know, six months from that day. And we didn't even know if we were going to be able to open because of COVID. And I'm like, and at this point, I still don't know if we can open. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go back in and I'm going to work on everything I need to work on. The painters, um, you know, fell through. Um, plumbing was crazy. It was acting up, uh, air conditioning. It was just everything, everything you can imagine. Yeah, almost every aspect of this building gave us, like, trouble. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back in here, and we're just going to tackle it one thing at a time. And um, it's probably because of my family. You know, because of my kids, because if I had not had, you know, a motivation for it, I probably would have failed. Um, but I had to think beyond me and say, you know, this is for the future. So it was one of those moments that I wasn't proud of because I had gave gave up, you know, for probably about 30 minutes. I was yeah. out there like about to make calls like I'm about to give you back your building <laughs> like um <clears throat> excuse me so um <clears throat> it was just one of those <clears throat> dang sorry um it was just one of those things where um I had to definitely step up and step out of my comfort zone of just knowing what was next and knowing that this was going to work out um, and just overcoming. Um, yeah. Man, that was, that was <laughs> dope. I didn't realize it 
you went through a whole lot to make sure this space. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you say blood, sweat, tears. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> all of all it. Of I literally, like, we were in here working right beside the contractors, and we had no uh, electricity yet. And so we were in here in June, like, busting our butts. Um, Like you say, that's the sweat. Blood. (laughs) We were in here cutting up ourselves because we didn't know what we were doing. And then the tears, of course, sitting out on the curb trying to figure this out. So definitely blessing, sweat, and tears. Thank you for that moment. That yeah. definitely um, kind of summarizes exactly what I wanted it to. Which yeah. is, you know, you coming through all of that and and uh, sit here and be able to record in this space, right? And, and see like just the attention, the detail that you put into it to see the vision, your vision come true. Right, is really a dope thing to see. I appreciate that. I appreciate no that. Yeah. Um, but before we get out of here, um, let the people know. Where they can find you, your social media, okay. um, event spaces, right. the whole night. Okay, so uh, of course, Events Baladon is the original business. Um, that is what started everything. So we still do design. We just do it in our event space, four nine four events, um, four nine four event center, um, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram at Events Baladon or four nine four event center. Um, both pages have um, a lot of our past work and our work that's coming up and then uh, you can also reach us on our website which is 494eventcenter.com and then as far as talking to us you can just give us a call at 843 I'm sorry that's my old one 803-995-2288 y'all reach out yeah Um, before we get out of here, I always um, like to end off with maybe, do you have any closing remarks or words of wisdom that you'd like to leave us with? Yeah, sure. Um, just working hard as a business owner, not giving up. I know everybody says that, but it's, it's needed because it's one of those things where people do not realize um, there's businesses that close every day because people have giving up on you know their hard work and stuff and just don't and you have to like you say be too stubborn to you know fail you have to um you have to just work through all of your issues because had i not this building would have been back empty because i i was there but i was like you know you just gotta work through it so Work through it. Well, there you have it. This has been another amazing episode of the Two Stubborn to Fail podcast. Today we had Madame Matthews in the building. Um, we appreciate you for yeah. for letting us come in your beautiful space and, and record this episode. Um, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe um, wherever you get your podcast. This is officially episode number 26, and we are signing out. <laughs>